is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kemp with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. My next guest, actually, her expertise is a subject that's very close to my heart right now at this point in my life. She offers a lot of wisdom around this issue. She's an experienced doctorate nurse practitioner and fertility coach with patients worldwide. She received additional certifications through the American Society of Reproductive Medicine and Marquette, Marquette Natural Family Planning. Please welcome Tara Radner to the show. Tara. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you being here. Can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Yes. So as you stated, I am a doctorate nurse practitioner. I specialize in reproductive health care in addition to family health care. I've been a nurse practitioner for about 10 years now. And I went through my own infertility journey in the midst of my schooling and working as a nurse practitioner. And I just saw so many gaps in healthcare that I was just caught off guard and shocked by. And I was like, what can I do to help? We have to get better about it. And so my journey through all of that actually started with um, being a constituent and bringing forth legislation because there's no insurance coverage for infertility yeah. for those that may not know. And it's the only disease that I have seen that has no insurance coverage. Yeah. And so my work with all of this actually started with being an advocate to the legislators and to insurance companies and trying to raise awareness. And from that, I started a nonprofit um, to help serve those living in North Dakota and South Dakota um, with offsetting their expenses for medication and for treatment and providing support and advocating for access to care and has now transitioned into me doing the work that I love every day as a nurse practitioner and fertility coach in that space and helping people try to grow their families at whatever stage they're at and whatever treatment they're seeking. I meet them where they're at and help them with that. I love that. And so, you know, since that I'm in this journey as well, I'm 45. I have no problem with my age. I'm not scared of it. I love it. I embrace myself and all that I am. And, um, you know, I know that it's possible. I know that it's just going to take a little extra help. Like I had wanted to start a family a long time ago with my late husband, but he is way too sick. You know, he had the opposite problem where he couldn't produce any sperm to, you know, to um, fertilize my eggs. And so we were going to do in vitro and try to do like some crazy, you know, procedure to make that happen. But unfortunately, he did not make it. He passed away uh, about six years ago. And yeah, actually it'll be six years in a couple of days. Woo! <laughs> but, you know, God is good. If you believe that, if you don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to like, in, in, you know, insult your religious beliefs. We are all entitled to what we believe. Um, but I have met someone new and, you know, we're about around the same age and we want the same things. And I did, I was not prepared to like get engaged and think that that was possible again. And we want that. And so we've tried very hard over the last year and I've tried, um, you know, what I've read was I've tried Clomid, you know, to help, you know, but I wasn't really having a problem with ovulation, but I did try it anyways to see if that might help boost things. And then after after like that whole, the cycle at the end of my uh, window, my ovulation, I did progesterone. And so, um, you know, we've been doing that for several months and I'm, in, I'm just like, you know what, I think we're just going to go for IVF now. <laughs> yeah. Don't be scared of it. And, and the thing like that you, the, there's a couple of things that stood out to me was number one, 
one third male, one third female, one third both are unexplained. We always think it's like a female, like the females mm-hmm. carry the burden of thinking we're the problem. And in reality, it's sometimes the men, both of us, you know, yeah. or a combination of it. And so we have to, I'm very big on ensuring that the man and is doing his checkup and his sperm check the same time that the female is getting her very first set of lab work done ever. And the other thing you said, age, you got, it's 2022. We can do a lot of things in the medical community nowadays. Age is simply a number as I totally love that. And you bring a good point. You don't want to find you and you work with your provider or find a provider who is open to being on the same path as you. And you keep looking for that provider until they meet you where you're at and work with you. Like it's not over until they say it's over. Right. Like, yeah. I believe that as a female, you're, you're totally capable of creating life until like, there's no eggs left, like until our baskets empty, which medicine will tell us when that happens. Um, and numbers and stuff will tell us like, we're still in the, in the race and still perfectly capable of conceiving. Yeah. And so, you know what I found, well, I actually did start the IVF process. So I have 19 eggs frozen from years ago. So I do have like that part taken care of, which is great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I did that, but I find at now at this point, even though it is 2022 and you're right, I, I've gone to some doctors that said some things to me. I was just like, excuse me, <laughs> like, uh-uh, I am not buying what you're selling. So I'm done. I'm out of here. But yes. I, I don't, I don't believe that I'm very healthy. I am very, my, 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 uh, my flow is regular. Like I don't have any issues there. Like I, so when I, when I get that kind of response and that negativity, I want nothing to do with it, but I have found that there is not a lot of resources around infertility for women that are looking for, you know, some answers. Why do you think that is? I believe there is a stigma of unknown origin that surrounds us. It's our reproductive area. We don't talk about that. Like it's just this like stigmatized thing. And it comes with a lot of, like you just said, your doctor's office even kind of gave you some unsettling feedback, let alone when you tell uh, your your best friend maybe, or aunt Sally or your mom, and everyone starts throwing these like, ridiculous most of the time uh comments or suggestions at you it just shuts you down right like I'm just not gonna talk about it I got very emotional I I felt this I thought this when I heard that so I'm just not gonna talk about it or you know you get these comments like the most common ones we hear is you know if you just relax or my friend tried this have you tried that so and so tried that you get all of these things like thrown at you that are very well they're just simply not helpful no. Um, we wouldn't say these things to other people if they came at you with um, a disease and sort of disease of choice. You wouldn't be saying those things to somebody else or throwing right. your opinion around. And so I think people just, it, they get met with resistance or comments that are they don't like, and they just, they just stop talking about it um, or very hurtful things get said. You know, it's just this very emotional, the mental health that goes along with this, which you can probably relate to is just not talked about enough. And it's very alarming. Um, Infertility is like the fourth leading cause of trauma in women. 61% don't share with their friends and family. They're going through it. So there's a lot of impact and mental health that comes along with it too. That just isn't there with other diseases. I think so. When you say that, when you call it disease, I never looked at it like that before. And I think that's probably part of the problem that it's not viewed as a disease where it actually really is. 
And I think that if maybe there was a shift in that belief system, you know, in society, then maybe it might be uh, treated a little bit differently. Um, So you kind of had your own infertility path or journey. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So mine started with, um, I was completing my doctorate degree. Okay. Now's the time, right? Like I'm ready now. Let's start trying. Um, I had normal cycles. I had nothing really indicating that I would have issues. I had a procedure done when I was in college for a cyst. It was just that nothing was said to me. Yeah. And like, I thought nothing of it. And so we tried in about six months and we experienced a miscarriage naturally. And that was the point where I was like, something isn't right. Like we're having troubles conceiving, had a miscarriage. What is going on? Tried two more months. And the OB finally was just like, it's time you meet with reproductive endocrinology. Um, And so we did that and began IUIs or intrauterine insemination right away. And we did three rounds of that. And the third round was awful. It was just, there was so much muck that happened during that, including giving one of the injections with a tornado siren going off. And oh my God. like, it's just a story in itself, that third cycle. And we just needed a break. We took a time out. Um, I received a work opportunity, a once in a lifetime work opportunity. And I did that. And then we switched clinics. And so that's something that's not talked about. You kind of mentioned too, like find a provider that fits you. Not all clinics for really anything medicine are made alike or equal. So yeah, I'm yeah. very big on advocating for second opinions. And if you stay with your first provider, great. If not, you sit, you don't, you move on to your second opinion provider and really just advocating when something doesn't feel right. And that was when it was discovered. I actually had endometriosis, a whole new protocol was put into place. I did a certain medication for two months and we moved into IVF and then it's like, oh, yay. Okay. So we had two embryos, only one took. And you would think when you get pregnant, after infertility, you should just be excited, right? But that's not the case at all. Um, I was full of anxiety, full of uncertainty. And I just had this whole new awakening to what pregnancy after infertility is like. And it's just, so I really work in that space as well and trying to help women once they do become pregnant to understand that you're not gonna be just, and if you are full of joy and excitement right away, wonderful, but a majority are not. I also had a uh, bleed at 32 weeks at a helicopter ride. It was just like, oh, no. there was so much that came along with um, after infertility and a C-section. And so oh. I've just seen a lot um, as a medical provider going through all of it. I saw a lot of room for improvement that can be made and to just walk beside people and just really provide an extra source of support is the one thing I wish I would have had that I've created for for those going through this. I love that. And I think that it's definitely, definitely needed. So did you have, do you have a, did you end up having a successful? Yeah. So our son, he actually turns four. Yeah. He turns four on Sunday already, which is just like, to like, congratulations. Thank you. Yes. And so we have no remaining embryos and where my journey will go now is who knows, but, um, I, yes, he's a healthy four-year-old. It's like after everything I went through, at least, you know, help him being healthy was, was the best outcome from all of that. Cheers to the new years and to making resolutions you actually keep. Have you added self-care to your routine? I know I have very much in the self-care. My man is, yes, he is definitely 
keeping it tight. Our sponsors and Manscaped have the perfect tools to help keep you and your significant other clean and tidy this year. Manscaped tools for his jewels are so good, you'll want them for yourself. The Lawnmower 4.0 is all you'll need for his balls and your bikini line. You know what's up, ladies. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code LABELFREE20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Happy New Year's, you guys. Thank you for tuning in and we appreciate all your support. Go over to manscaped.com, use the code LABELFREE20 for 20% off and free shipping. Yeah, and, and now you have a mission in your life to create hope for others that are trying to go down that path. And I feel like more and more women these days, you know, I believe, like, I think that my age is more normal than not these days because absolutely because with my generation, and I'm not sure what your age is, but my generation, we've been really focused on our career. And now we want family too. We want to have it all. And I don't think that it's impossible with modern medicine. I mean, there, I don't believe, I mean, Janet Jackson had a baby at what age? 50 50 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think as long as you're able to, if you have the support and sometimes, you know, the funds, like you said, there is not a lot of backing behind it, you know, and and perhaps with all your work that you do that you can, that we can find a way to help support people that are along this journey. Um, So with that being said, where can people find you, reach out to you if they want to coach, like get you as a coach or support your non-for-profit, please drop all your links right now. Yeah. So my nonprofit is based in North Dakota and South Dakota, and it's um, Everlasting Hope. And that can be found at raisingeverlastinghope.org. And then my coaching business and telemedicine business is Tara B Fertility. And I'm on all of the socials with that. Um, I have a podcast, Hopeful Hints, where I share little short tidbits every week, um, educational or inspirational to get people through infertility, no matter what stage they're at. And I do a lot of sharing. You can find me a majority on uh, Instagram, Instagram stories and TikTok. I've been trying my feet in, in that lately and having some fun with that. So my inbox is always open. I just like to be genuine and support people. Um, I offer free discovery calls, but just to always know that my inbox is me and it's open all the time just to drop into and let me just be a little extra source of support, no matter what stage of infertility, what your diagnosis is or where you're at for treatment. I love it. Do you have with your coaching journey, um, any success stories that you'd like to share? I have a lot. I just had, I had three babies born in the last month already um, from my stories, but I think I like to share that whether a baby's outcome or not, the biggest thing that I see people say is you're somebody who just listens. Like, um, what part of my service that I offer is access to an app that I use where they can message me 24 seven, nothing's off limits. It is a safe place where they can vent, ask questions. I've had them in there venting, you know, about work or family stuff too, in addition to infertility. And so it's just that like fertility friend. And I was like, kind of cheesy, but it's like, I'm the fertility friend that is, I get it. I understand. And I can provide some support. And, you know, before they go to a doctor's appointment, make sure we ask this, let's clarify this. I have the medical background in addition to I've been there and I get it too. And so it's just that extra support. I have people who I'm still working with 
that haven't had their baby yet, or still we've maybe shifted what they're going to do for treatment. And so it's just rewarding for me to just hear them say, you know, thank you. You don't understand how, you know, helpful it's been to just have a safe space to, to step into. Yeah. And so with all of your experience and everything that you're going through and your, your work in legislation, do you think that we're getting close to having any type of support around infertility with the healthcare system? We do. And I say that because, um, so in North Dakota, every other year we meet, some states are yearly. When I started two sessions ago, so we're looking at four years almost, um, the number of states that have not only added this coverage, but that are working at it. I just saw six new states Good. for the first time ever. You know, it's it's grassroots efforts where people have to have, like, I have some health policy and legislative background. You do not need that. A majority yeah. of my, I've become like, we'll call it best friends with some of the advocates that have started grassroots work in their state for this. They're bankers. They're like accountants, literally accountants and bankers are two of my best friends that have started the effort. So I really like to encourage people, if there's not some effort going on in your state, reach out to me. That's something I'm huge about too. I will help you um, find the right people and work with the right groups to get those going in your state. Because I think the more noise we make, even at the state level, hopefully at the national and federal level, it will just be seen and be heard too. There's always I work um, federal advocacy day work with um, organizations like Resolve. I do all of that work too, but it's slow. People may not understand federal advocacy work is very slow. It can get done faster. Yeah. Yes, like faster at your state level. The fastest way it can get done is talking to your employer directly. We always encourage yeah. people to go directly to their employer. I have paperwork I can provide no matter where they live on how to help with that. And just make that introduction, make that ask. And employers, you'll be surprised to find out it's actually cost savings and very cost effective to do. So the easiest way to start is, is employer, state, and then become involved with, the, with organizations at the federal level. No experience needed. Um, I just really like to empower people to step forward, whether they're going through it or even know somebody who is, There's your voice needs to be heard. Absolutely. Use your voice, people. Use your voice. <laughs> Let's get what we want. Use your voice. Yes. Yes. No, yes, no, yes. We won't go. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's what the North Dakota legislators know. They are they are well aware that Tara Bradner is going to be there if she's 85 or 90 until this is passed. They are well aware. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we're going get, to get ready to wrap things up here, Tara. So I always like to ask my, oh, and by the way, you guys, I'm going to put all her links in the show notes. So please do not hesitate to reach out. If you're struggling with infertility, you know, someone who's struggling, reach out to her. Or if your estate is not providing uh, the coverage for that, just reach out to her and talk to her and see how, you know, use her as a resource to help yourself, empower yourself and get more information. So before we say goodbye, I always like to ask my guests for any last words of wisdom or advice to leave with the audience. It can be something very deep, something, you know, thoughtful. I mean, whatever you want it to be, whatever comes to your mind, that's what I'd like you to share. My biggest advice is no matter whether you're going through infertility or not, is I want to empower you to speak up to your healthcare team or provider if something doesn't feel right. And if you are not being heard find a provider who hears you and listens to you. And I find this most rewarding when it comes to the reproductive stage, because we often have signs or symptoms that something might not be right with our 
with our cycles and we don't feel hurt or we get scared or we don't want to bother people yeah. with questions. So I want to really um, empower you to ask questions. There is truly no such thing as a silly question. Your healthcare provider owes you the time that you deserve. So always feel like when you walk out of the office or think of a question, you ask that question, you get a hold of your provider, and you do not stop asking until you have a solid answer that makes you feel okay and comfortable with the decision made going forward with your healthcare. I totally agree with that. And I think that's in that's uh, in any aspect of health, any. really. Yep, any. Absolutely. Infertility is just an example, but um, going through with my late husband, all the stuff he went through, like you have to have an advocate. You have to advocate because if not, they're just going to do whatever they want. But that's a a story. That's a conversation. It's a whole nother episode. (laughs) I'm all about advocating. So that is, you nailed it a hundred percent. Well, Tara, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I believe that there are more things happening in your future. So we talked about that before we started recording. So keep us up to date on that. Let us know when that actually happens for you and we'll have you back and we'll give everybody an update on all the incredible things that you're doing out there in the world and just helping people and um, creating your own legacy as you move forward in this, in this wonderful life. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. I look forward to sharing more in the future. Yay. All right, you guys, this is your host, Deanna Kemp of Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, follow all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.